world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. You pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I'm a little bit nervous here this morning. I'm a little bit nervous. Say, Coach Dave, I've never known you to be nervous. Why would you be nervous? Because I'm going to stick my toe into a place you're not supposed to stick your toe. And, and when I stick my toe there, you, some of you are going to get upset. Some of you are going to amen. Some are going to oh my. But I'm going to go there this morning. I'm going to go there. We got just enough uh, rain yesterday to make it sloppy. Over at Sky High, we're still uh, digging the trenches and everything. Steve Dexter, Clay chipped in yesterday, got his pants all muddy, and then had to drive all the way home. And he was a big help. And Steve Dex, like, um, unbelievable. And we got some stuff we got to catch up on today. It's not raining, but it's it's cold. I don't know. Does mud freeze? <laughs> does does sticky clay freeze? Not you, Clay. Not 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 that clay. Does. Because where we're, where we're putting the pond is all clay, which is good because that helps hold the water. But yada, 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 yada. So I got, I got some stuff I'm going to spit out at you today. Uh, open discussion, really. Uh, going to touch the third rail of politics is what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm going to let Myra pray us in before I get rolling too deep. So, by the way, when Myra comes out of this prayer, if anybody has anything urgent they want to bring up, go ahead and bring it up real quick. And then I'm going to do a deep dive here. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. The reading today will be from Revelation 3, 9 through 12. It is written, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. But do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy fit, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of the patience, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold Amen. the breath which thou hast that no man take thy crown. By the way, by the way, does the word quickly and soon do those mean the same thing? If I'm watching a football game and I says, man, that quarterback moves quickly. Is that the same as saying, boy, that quarterback moves soon? Nope. Because it says, I come quickly, not soon. Behold, I come. In other words, when it happens, boom, comes quickly. Keep going. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which is cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle. And we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, look, I want to point something out there. This is a whole different issue. Friends, time out. Time out. I'm not a theologian. Okay, we'll say it again. I'm not a theologian. I, I don't I don't understand. Uh, I can't come completely explained to you tulip. Now, half of you just went, what? Tulip. Yeah. Yeah. Tulip. T-U. 
L uh, I can't explain. I really can't explain to you the five tulips of dispensationalism. I really can't. I re- I'll be honest. I can't. I can't explain them. I don't really know myself the difference between. I'm showing my ignorance here. I'm being. What's the word? I'm being vulnerable. I don't really know the difference between dispensationalism and Arminianism. Not not really. Not really. I don't. I don't really know if I, if you were to pin me down, I don't know if I could really explain to you a pre-tribulation rapture as opposed to a mid-tribulation rapture as opposed to a post-tribulation mass. I'm, I'm not sure if you got me in a room and put a gun to my wife's head and made me explain to you preterism. I'm not sure I could, I'm not sure I could do it. And if you guys would be honest with me, you can't either. And the truth of the matter is everything I just said is some strain of Christianity. Would you all agree with me on that? Everybody agree with me? Everything I just said, we, we call it theological, we call it doctrine, we call it whatever. They, these are the foundations of our faith. And we know, as I've often said on this show, that Jesus was mad at the Pharisees and the Sadducees because he did what? They taught as commandments the doctrines of men. We have to be very careful because we have a tendency to to fall on that too. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're coaching football. Because when I'm coaching football and we're on defense, I don't care if we play a 5-3. That's a philosophy. I don't care if we play a 5-2. I don't care if we play a 4-4. I don't care if we play a 4-3 stack. I don't... I don't care if they call what they play what they call the bear defense. You say, what's the bear? Well, that back when the, when the Cleveland, I'm sorry, Chicago Bears won the Super Bowl. They came up with a new design. It's called the bear defense. They're all philosophies of defense. All of them work in certain situations. Are all of them the truth of how to play football? No, no, they're variations on it. And then, by the way, Woody Hayes became the world's greatest football coach with a philosophy, uh, uh, dare I say it, with a theology entitled Three Yards in a Cloud of Dust. You guys know what three yards in a cloud of dust was? It was a football theology that if you just got three yards every play, you would eventually get a first down. Three, 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 three is 12. And Woody Hayes said, we will win every game just three yards at a time. It was a philosophy of football. And then... Archie Griffin comes to Ohio State, and Woody really liked that theology of three yards in a cloud of dust. But he says, man, we got the greatest little running back that's ever played the game. I'm going to get out of that theology of three yards in a cloud of dust. I'm going to go to the eye formation and spread. And then I'm going to hand the ball to Archie, and Archie's going to win the Heisman Trophy two times because I did what? I came up with a different theological approach to football. Anybody picking up where I'm laying down? See, this applies in every area of our lives. And if I were to get together with uh, the head football coach at Ohio State University, right now his name is Ryan Day. If I were to get Ryan Day and Lou Holtz and Bo Schimbeckler and Woody Hayes all in the same room, they would not agree on the theology of football. You understand, folks? You, you, You get what I'm saying? But see, we ain't talking football. We're talking truth. We're talking the un... See, Jesus Christ, Almighty God, doesn't have a bunch of different philosophies. He has one. He has one philosophy. And it's the rest of us, we men, we make up the different theologies. Not It wasn't him. In fact, when we get up there and we sit down across the table from Jesus whenever I get a chance, if I get time to spend some time with him, I think he's going to be laughing at some things we believed and we taught. Somebody give me a thumbs up. huh? Even, come on now. Come on, we're still friends here, right? Mm. He'll be laughing. So I can't believe you guys believe that. What, what made you believe that? So, well, Billy Bob, my pastor told me. Well, did you ever check see where Billy Bob learned it? He, he lived it from Jumbo Jim. Who was his pastor? You with you with me? By the way, you hear Brett hire Brett say this often. That's called a coaching tree. A coaching tree. 
Woody Hayes coached Bo Schembechler, and Bo Schembechler went and started his own program. It was off the same. It was off the Woody Hayes tree, and Lou Holtz, who coached at uh, Notre Dame, Lou Holtz coached for Woody Hayes. It was off the same tree. So Woody Hayes, by the way, Nick Saban, Brett's, Brett's hero, Nick Saban, is off the Woody Hayes tree, still off that same Ohio State tree. And so we have a lot of different trees in theological roots, right? Arminians, uh, I, I, can't, I can't even name them all. Can't even name them, right? We still friends so far? Everybody okay? We still friends so far? All right. Because we're going to talk about some of those today. And I was, I was, uh, when my, I, I woke up early. So that's when I know the Lord's working on me when, when I get up early. And uh, <clears throat> I said, Lord, I'm not really, I'm not really capable of doing this, Lord. I'm re- I, re- I don't really know, Lord. But the Holy Spirit, He didn't really answer me, but He continued to prompt me to talk about it. And it's amazing as I sit here today. Two things that right here that popped out on I mean, what Myra read this morning. Number two, and we'll do it first. Uh, <clears throat> he that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven, from my God. Remember, it tells us the new Jerusalem, adorned as a bride. Church isn't the bride of Christ. Now, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not, you do your own research. Because you guys, enough people out there already think I'm a heretic when I touch on their doctrines of men, right? Philosophies of men. The new Jerusalem, I can show you there in the book of Revelation. He said, come show me the lamb, show me the bride. He shows the new Jerusalem descending out of heaven as a bride dress. I'm sorry, it's what it says. But I also saw up here where Myra started. Scroll down a little bit, folks. Oh, yeah, I got some emails. I got some emails. Right there. Uh, No, uh, where was it? Where did you start, Myra? There it is. Okay. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. I brought that up yesterday, and people's hair caught on fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're caught on fire. Because we saw back in uh, Revelation 2.9, I think it was. Can you, get, can you get that real quick? I asked my wife. She's not a theologian either. I'll ask somebody really smart, like maybe, maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm going to ask Joe. Joe's pretty smart. He's not in a silver walk away. Uh, what, was the, what, was the last, what was the last book of the Bible written? Do we know? What was the last book? Any scholars out there that can tell me? What was the last book? Revelation. About 90 A.D., Coach. About 90 A.D., yes. The book of Revelation was 90 A.D., after the A.D., right? After the birth and death of Jesus Christ. This is the most recent of the scriptures, if I, if I understand it right, okay? And what does he say? He talks about the, the synagogue of Satan. I brought that up yesterday. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, that you are rich. And I know the blasphemy, folks, that's a pretty strong word. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. Now, hang on. Because here comes the, here comes the anti-Semitic mud pie. Can't even have an open discussion about what the word actually says and actually ask questions. The blasphemy, he says, of those which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. 90 AD. Go to verse uh, chapter 3, verse 9. I think it's 3 9. Because in case you didn't catch it the first time, I think he uh, I think he repeats it again. Behold not. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Go ahead, send the hate mail. All I did is read the Bible. Boom. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
So not being a scholar, I asked my wife, honey, what's the difference between a Jew and a Hebrew and an Israelite? And I thought, man, uh, now look, I'm a pretty smart guy. I gotta tell you the truth. I couldn't clearly articulate it. I tried and I couldn't. Can you? Can you tell me the difference between a, a Jew, an Israelite? What's the other one I said? A Hebrew? How about this one? A Semite? Huh? Huh? See, they're mixing terms on us, boys and girls. They're mixing terms on us, and we don't know the difference. Hey, if anybody thinks that I'm heading down a good path, somebody say amen right now. So just so I know I got one friend. Amen. 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 Okay? Because, look, I'm here about the truth. And you can throw that anti-Semitic label at me. You can throw... You can throw the racist, you can throw whatever you want with me. I, we've had people leave the huddle simply when I bring up this topic. So put on your, put on your iron panties and let's have us a discussion here. Can we do that? And if you don't want to hear it, leave. And by, by all means, please don't send me an email or post on Facebook. How cowardly are you? Posting on Facebook. Holy. Okay, hang on. So I thought here would be a good place to start. You ready, boys and girls? Time out a minute. I'm going to have a quiz before. I'm going to do a pop quiz before. Can somebody tell me what is a Semite? Because those of you who emailed me yesterday calling me anti-Semitic, can somebody please explain to me? Put your hand up. Somebody put your hand up and tell me what is what a Semite is. Go ahead, Angie. First hand up. It is someone off the line of Shem. Hey, Angie, I should have brought you in last. We don't want the smart people first. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What's, what's, a, what's a Semite? I'm waiting I, for somebody to say Jew. I'm waiting for somebody to say that for me. Yeah. Go ahead, Randy. I'll say it. Arab You'll say it? They're Arab descent. Okay, go ahead, Randy. No, originally, you're Arab descent. I say it again, Randy. I didn't hear. I'm sorry. It is someone with Arab descent. What? Not Jewish. Arab. Arabic. What? I thought Jews were Semites. Isn't that what you all been taught? Haven't you all been taught in Pastor Billy Bob's church that the Jews... To speak against the Jews is anti-Semitic. You've been taught that, haven't you? Hmm? Speak up against them at all, even though it says in the book of Revelation that those who say they're Jews are not, it's an abomination, they're in the synagogue of Satan. Now, I don't know who's confused, me or Jesus or Paul, who John wrote that. So click on number one from a website called My Jewish Learning. You guys want to learn something today? You want to learn something today? You want to sit there with with your thumb up your ear, acting stupid the rest of your life. You want to know the truth. This is a Jewish Jewish learning, it's entitled. Okay? What are Semites? Can you make it a little bigger? Maybe I'll have somebody else read it so you don't think I'm cheating and lying to you. Because look, look. You're not allowed to say anything against the Jews because they're the Semites. And if you say anything against the Jews, you're anti-Semitic. Really? The name Semite comes from Shem. You were right, Angie. The eldest of the three sons of Noah in the Greek and Latin versions of the Bible. By the way, this is what? Jewish learning? What's What's the name of this website? Jewish learning. So this isn't some right-wing pokey down in Kentucky making this accusation. In the Greek and Latin versions of the Bible, Shem becomes Sem. Since neither Greek nor Latin has any way of representing the initial sound of the Hebrew name. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So all Jews are Hebrew? Are all Hebrews Jews? 
We got. To, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was raised Catholic. They didn't tell me any of that stuff. <laughs> the Bible tells us that everyone on earth was drowned except for Noah and his family, and that all mankind descended from three boys, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay, I can stop right there, because some of you didn't even know that. The lines descent from the three of them, described in the 10th chapter of Genesis, represents a kind of mythological ethnology, enumerating the peoples of antiquity, whose names were known at the time when the chapter was written, and setting forth the relationships between them. You with me? Remember when the stories of Shem, Japheth, and Ham were written, they didn't have the internet. In later times, the idea was, whoops, uh, did I skip anything? In later times, the idea was widely adopted by Christians and to a lesser extent by Muslims and Jews that the three sons of Noah represented the eponymous ancestors of three major racial or linguistic groups. According to interpretation, Ham was the ancestor of dark-skinned people of Africa. That was Ham, Hamites. Shem with the Hebrews and their various cognates and Jephthah, the ancestors of the Medes, the Persians, the Greeks, and other people. Folks, there's your people groups. With me? Still with me? Say, Coach, they never told me this in my Presbyterian church. They just told me that being against the Jews was anti-Semitic. Well, the the total implausibility of such a theory in the face of historic linguistic, archaeological, and ethnological evidence did not prevent its survival until the 19th century among scholars for very much long among non-scholars. Okay, so modern language theory. While Shem and his sons are biblical antiquity, the Semite is of much more recent origin. Are you kidding me? What? What? They came up with the term Semite in the 18th century? Tell me you're kidding me. Tell me you're kidding me. The notion that some languages may be related to other languages. Oh, I'm sorry. The Semite is of much more recent origin, dating from the 18th. There wasn't even a word Semite till the 18th century. Anybody getting nervous yet? Don't send me any hate mail. Already in ancient times, Jewish scholars were aware of the kinship between Hebrew and Aramaic languages. In medieval times, they're able to perceive and even make use of the similarities between Hebrew and Arabic in their studies of grammar and lexicography. Lexicography. But it was not until the development of comparative... Not till the 18th century did they come up with the term. Semite. Oh, Oh, boy, boy. What a tangled web we weave when we first practiced to deceive. Arians... It was at the time that the two protagonists, the Semites and the Aryan, came into existence. What? And the, there weren't there weren't Semites and there weren't Aryans until the 18th century. What? Both of them are myths. And part of the, this is a Jewish website. Both originated in the same way and suffered the same misuses, mostly indeed at the same hands. Both names have their origins in scholarship, and they refer to language. Both date from the great development of comparative philology in the late 18th century and early 19th century. At the time, European scholars had recognized two major groups of languages in which most of the civilizations of the West and Chinese are expressed. One was Sanskrit and its derivatives in India, the successive phases of Persian language, Latin, Greek, and most of the language of modern Europe, Slavic, Germanic, Romance, and Celts alike. What? You mean they're talking about language? I'll go wait a minute. Say, I never knew that. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm, I'm going to wait for you a minute. Say, I never knew that. I'm waiting. Did y'all know that? I never knew that. Thank you, Coach. We didn't know that. I did. <laughs> German philologists called the fa- family of languages Indo-Germanic, combining the names of its eastern, most and western poets and Philologists in France and Britain preferred the name Indo-European. Allegedly, because both the Celtic and Romance languages could uh, advance some claim to the westernmost position. There's no doubt about the easternmost subfamily, which consists of the languages of Iran, Sanskrit languages, India, 
To these, the name Aryan or Indo-Aryan is commonly applied. Oh, yeah, but what are the Semites? Let's get down to the Semites. Who are they? Who are they? Well, as far back as 1704, the German philosopher, Wilhelm, whatever, group of cognitive languages, Hebrew, Old Punic, Carthaginian, Chaldean, Syriac, Ethiopic, and these became the Semitic languages. Hey, Coach, this is like a college, college course. I know. I know. To call a group by the name of one of its members could easily get confusion. Like calling Hebrews Jews. Like calling all Hebrews Jews. They're not the same. It's not until 1781. What? In 1781. That Ludwig Schlosser contributed an essay on the subject to a comprehensive German work on biblical and oriental language. And according to Schlosser, from the Mediterranean Sea to the Euphrates and the Mesopotamia down to Arabia, as is known, only one language reigned. The Syrians, Babylonians, Hebrews, and Arabs were one people. Even the Phoenicians, who were Hamites, blacks, spoke these languages, which I might call Semitic. Slosser goes on to discuss other languages. <clears throat> I'm not going to read all this to you. I'm going to play something and I'm going to open it up. I'm going to open it. Spencer, play number seven. Hang on. Let me set the stage. It's the difference between a Hebrew, a Jew, an Israelite, Semite, all these terms that they give us. This thing's only a minute, 49 seconds, and it lays the, lays the stage, right? Now, look. Because they accused me yesterday of saying that the Jews are not God's chosen people. That God made an everlasting covenant with the Jews. And you know what? I agree! I'm worried about those who say they are Jews and are not. (laughs) But are of the synagogue of Satan. Anybody picking up what I'm laying down here today? Anybody at all picking it up? Hmm? I'm all for the Jews. I'm not a Jew hater. Wait a minute. Whatever that is, whatever a Jew, as far as I know, a Jew is a member of somebody from the tribe of Judah. Is that correct? Huh? Amen. If you're not from the tribe of Judah, are you a Jew? You'll say that again. If you're not from the tribe of Judah, are you a Jew? Or are you a Hebrew? Go ahead and play this. Is there a difference between Israelites, Hebrews, and Jews? That, by the way, brings up a question that students sometimes ask about the various names we use for the people of God, such as Hebrews, Israelites, and Jews. What's the difference between these terms? Today, we use them basically as synonyms, but they do have different origins and somewhat different meanings. The name Semitic, referring to the Semitic peoples, comes from the word Shem, The descendants of Noah's son Shem were Shemites or Semites. The Semitic people include the Jews, Arabs, and other people groups, especially... Hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on, stop that. Are are you sitting down? Arabs are Semites. Now, does anybody know who the greatest group of Semites would be right now? Uh, I believe uh, that would be uh, Muslims. Sorry, Arabs, he just said. Semites or Arabs. Go back. They don't believe me. Go back to about 30 seconds and play that again because they don't believe me. They don't believe me. Go ahead. And somewhat different meanings. The name Semitic, referring to the Semitic peoples, comes from the word Shem. The descendants of Noah's son Shem were Shemites or Semites. The Semitic people include the Jews, Arabs, and other people groups, especially from the Middle East. The word Hebrew probably comes from the name Eber, who is one of Abraham's descendants. The word Israelite comes from the name Israel, of course, and you might recall that Israel was another name for Jacob, Abraham's grandson. The 12 sons of Jacob, or Israel, were the sons of Israel, or the Israelites. The word Jew narrows the group a bit further. Jew comes from the name Judah, 
and Judah was one of Jacob's 12 sons. The tribe of Judah was the dominant tribe of the southern tribes of Israel. So the names originally narrowed the genealogy. Semitic is the largest category, the descendants of Shem. That narrows to Hebrews, the descendants of Eber. That narrows to Israelites, the descendants of Jacob or Israel. And that narrows even further to Jews, members of the tribe of Judah. Wow. Can anybody explain what you just heard there? Huh? It would be like being an American, an Ohio State Buckeye, and a Dobbenmeyer. Do you, do you get it? Do you get it? American, Kentuckian, no teeth. Just kidding. Just kidding. Right? That's what it would be. But we call them all the same. We in modern American Christianity think they're all the same. I don't know the truth, but I want to, I'd sure like to find out the truth. I think we're confused. I think we're confused for a reason. Come on in, Silver. Coach, the uh, here's how it works for me. The Hebrews are all the descendants of Abraham. Right. Okay. The Israelites were all of the descendants of Jacob. Who had his name changed to Israel? His name changed to Israel. That's where they that's where they got the name. The term Israelite later referred to the northern ten tribes. And the term Jew referred to the the term uh Judah, Benjamin, Tribe of Judah, and Levi. Because right. Levi had to be there for the temple. Following okay. you so far. Okay. And uh as far as how we look at the the Jews per se, how I look at them, all right, they are no different than us, because once Christ came, all of that <laughs> went out the window. They're just as un- Joe. As thank we- you, Joe. They he used Judaism, the tribe of Judah, to get the Messiah through. Right. Exactly. Yes. Sir. Yep. He used that tribe to get the Messiah through. Now, this is where I get in trouble. I'm, I'm just telling you. In my opinion, a lost Muslim is not in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. A lost Jew is not in a relationship with Jesus. A lost Hebrew is not in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So, asking the question, what did John on the island of Patmos say when he referred to those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, 90 AD? said it twice. Hey, I'm looking for some help here. And you know why the, you know why the chat's not blowing up? Because we've all been programmed with the same thing. We've all been programmed that all of Israel and all the Jews and all the Semites are God's chosen people. Somebody say amen. Give me a thumbs up. Say amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Huh? They're not chatting. It's locked. You're on. <laughs> What'd you say, Silver? They're not chatting because it's turned off. <laughs> 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 Good point. Okay. Got, got me there, Joe. You got me there. Come on in, Dale and Randy. Well, a- a- amen, Coach. Mo- most people don't want to get in here because they, they want to take their marbles and go home because of their different ideologies. But, you know, when I hear what John is saying there, I refer back to what Paul was saying in the in the book of Galatians. He says, who is bewixed you? Who is betwixt you? You know, you've what gone back into that religious ju- Judaizing. As in to say that I need to have that Hebrew blood or Jew blood, whatever you want to call. When John the Baptist came out and the Pharisees and the Sadducees says, we're the sons of Abraham. What did he say? He said, God can raise up out of these rocks children. And guess what? Guess what Peter then said? Do you not know that we are the living stones? Let me tell you what, brother, we have been engrafted in, and that's what Paul also says in the book of Romans. Those natural branches were broken off that we Gentiles would be grafted in. 
period. That's where it's at. The bloodline, for, to me, of salvation is in Christ and Christ alone. There is no other name under heaven given amongst men by which they might be saved. And can I tell you the truth? As I said earlier, anyone who has not received Jesus Christ as their Savior, their Lord and Savior, they are not a chosen people, whether it be a Muslim, whether it be an Italian at the bar, whether it be a Polish guy making sausages, whether it be my brother who, it don't matter what his lineage is if he hasn't had a blood transfusion from Christ the King. Anybody want to argue Amen. with Amen. 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 So then why, why do I get in trouble when I say, when I just read the scripture? They're of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Because you're blowing their cover. Is everybody, hey, let me ask you something. Is everybody who lives in Ohio a Buckeyes fan? Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. In fact, we're divided here in Ohio because half of them like the Browns and half of them like the Bengals, but they're all Buckeyes. But see, those Buckeyes who like the Bengals, and that's a mother of them. <laughs> They're not really Ohioans. They like the Bengals. You see it? Do you see the game here? Do you see the game that's going on? And I got mad yesterday. Not mad. I got emails yesterday because I simply said this. Why are we so concerned about Israel's borders and not ours? And somehow that's anti-Semitic, which, by the way, was a word created in 1781. Wasn't even such a word. Randy. Yeah, Coach, give me about a minute and a half. Let me tie this up, okay? All right, Jeremiah says, when they came out of Babylon, went to Babylon, this is what Jeremiah said, 50, 50, 50, verse 4 and 5. In those days and at that time, the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they, they, they and the children of Judah together. Okay, so look, they all went to Babylon. Some of them stayed back, but all the tribes were there, and they got the name. It was a slang name called a Jew. It was a put down. It was like calling you a, a dumb right. it's, like it's like calling somebody the N-word. You're right. Okay. So, Coach, that's the name they got. They were Hebrews. Okay, they were Israelites. They were different tribes. Okay, we know that. But, but here's the change. Paul, Paul, the Apostle Paul makes it very clear in Galatians 3.28, in Romans 10.12, in 1 Corinthians 12.13. He says this. He said there is no more Jew or Gentile. Now, what, what, is, he, what is he saying? He's well, he's saying, anti-Semitic, clearly anti-Semitic. Very, very much, Coach. But what, what is he saying? He's saying. I don't recognize a national advantage any longer. It's, it, that's what he's saying. The nation of Israel isn't special. Okay, the question today is right now, right now with us, are the, is the Israel people, do they have a special covenant or not? That's the question. Do they have another covenant that we don't have? Because there's one covenant in Christ. It's under Christ. It's his blood. That is the new covenant. Okay, do they still have another covenant or not? That's the question. Are they, sa- are they saved just because of their lineage? That's the question you're asking, right, Randy? No. No. The, our problem, Coach, okay, we all know everyone has to come through Christ to come into the kingdom. But the dispensational view always has in the end that the Jews will have a special covenant and that they get to come in through under a special covenant during the tribulation. Okay, that's the teaching. That's what a lot of us believe, and I understand where you're coming from. I used to believe that way. But Paul teaches us, he clearly teaches us, and history does, there was no longer a nation after 70 AD, okay? There was no nation. He dissolved it until the United Nations in 1947 voted to make Israel a new state in Palestine. They gave them a place for all the people to come back. Okay, the Palestinians were Arabic, coach. They were Semites. Semites. Okay, so the, the distinction now, what happens? The UN, this is a UN agenda, Coach. Who's the UN? Do we like them? Or are they godly? No, they're, they're, they're the Antichrist people. Okay. UN. They UN. 
They made a place, and we think God raised Israel up in 1947, 1948, and made them a new nation. That goes against everything in history, everything that we know now. I used to believe that, Coach, but it's not the truth. They created that state to give Israel, to make them a new nation again. They went against God's word. They went against him. When he said, I will, I will clear you off the earth, that's what he said, as a nation, not as a people. So Difference. we have Difference. to see the nation thing with God. It's not, he, he loves to do people just as much as he does you and me, anybody. Amen. There's no, that's why Paul teaches. There is no more Jew or Gentile. He's trying to show you, you only can come into the body of Christ through. As a, as so Randy, of, let me ask, let me ask you a question. No advantage. When, when they, when Paul said, there's no other name get under heaven given amongst men. In other words, not Jew, not Greek, not Christian, not Methodist, not Baptist, not Lutheran, not Catholic. And no, there ain't no other name. Jesus is the only way. Any other thing ain't going to get you there, folks. And we've taken our eyes off of the fact that we're all Jews. All of us who've been grafted in, we are all believers in the Jewish Messiah. We are all that, right, folks? Huh? By the way, I got to hang on. I see all of it. Janine, I'll be right with you. I got to show you this. Pull up. Uh, which one is it? Which one? Oh, it's a standalone email. It's the other email. No bloodline. Just pull it up there real quick. This is written by, by the way, by a Jew. There is no pure Jewish bloodline. I'm not going to take time to read it. You can put it in the chat. There is. Go, go in that green. Go, keep going down. I want you to see it. I want you to go on down. Go on down. Uh, well, maybe I made it up. Maybe I made it up. There's no, there's no pure, there's no pure Dobbenmeyer, and there's no pure Jew. Just there, just isn't. Okay, so I'll put that in there, and you can study it on your own. This is a Jewish man saying there's no such thing as pure Jewish blood anymore. No thing. Go ahead, Janine. Come on in. Well, Randy kind of stole all my thunder, brother. You were right on. Um, the thing we can make, we can so simplify this. Judaism is a religion. It was never a people. They didn't become Jews till they were in Babylon, which were which they synchronized their religion with the Babylonian uh, religion. Talked about this on the queue for years. So you cannot find any true Jew. And the Bible is very specific. It says a true Jew is one that's circumcised in the heart. The Old Testament people in the Old Testament had to look to the cross. We in the New Testament have to look back to the cross. It's all about Christ. There's no Jews. There's no Jews. There's nothing. It's very simple. And everybody keeps saying Jews came from Judah. That's not true. Judaism is a religion. It wasn't from the tribe of Judah. In Judah that went to Babylon, there was other tribes there. So all of a sudden the other tribes are called (laughs) Judah? I don't think so. There was 12 tribes. It's very simple, but so we've folks, been brainwashed we, to think I, that uh, the Jews have an upper authority over us when it's a, it's a, that's why it's a, a fake religion. So Paul said, do I now become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Craig. Well, I've got, got a simple thing, folks. If the word tells us they put, that the Lord put, a veil over their eyes they cannot see. Why would we let a blind man give us direction? <clears throat> Craig, actually, it was kind of hard to hear you, but I heard what you said. Put a veil over their eyes. That wasn't, that wasn't me, Coach. I, was I know, I know. I know who it was. I know. I'm sorry. I got to make that. Uh, Craig in Missouri. I was calling on Craig in, in D.C. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead Mick. Craig Mickle. Okay. So I was just going to switch a couple words around here. Um, I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Christians and are not, and are the Vatican of Satan. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't go there. Hey, listen, Craig said that, not me. Don't send me the email. Craig said that, not me. So Say that again, though, Craig, for those who missed it. I said, I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Christian and are not, and are of the Vatican of Satan. Amen, Craig. So, so there, 
No, not that only am I an anti-Semite, you're a Catholic basher now. I well, get with wrong. I can't good. watch this show anymore. This is this show's divisive. This show's mean. My my point my point in all this is if if you're Lucifer, Satan, opposition to God, would you not be in the throes of whatever the heart of God is in? You'd think. Would you not would you not be a very Stri- bad strategic opponent not to be in the highest level of where the spirit of God is if you're trying to defeat them mm. so so yeah there there were there are times that that he was definitely in the height of the Jewish of of, of the system that God had right that's why you know Solomon he married all these foreign women and polluted what happened. Okay, let me let me stop right let me stop right here. I get get it. Look, folks, listen. Here's the point I'm trying to make. First of all, relax. I don't hate Jews. Relax. I want to know who they are. Is that okay? Is that okay? The Bible says there are those who said they're Jews and are not. I'd like just like to know who those people are. That's all. Is that anti-Semitic? Does your anti-Semitic bell start ringing in your head when I say that? The well, Bible said it twice. Those who say they are Jews and are not, but they're of the synagogue of Satan. Uh, who would that be? Could you help me out here? Who would, they, who would that be? Roger. Dave, in 25 words or less, what have we been taught? Uh, I'll, uh, remember, I want you, everybody remember this. I came from a Catholic background, which means I didn't know anything about the Bible, okay? So since I got born again in 1988 at a dispensational church, I've been on a relentless pursuit of the truth. And I think as I study what's going on and I see that there, we're, we're, our American government is more concerned about defending the walls of, of Israel than they are the walls of America. Amen. I scratch my head and say, what's going on here? What is going on here? And here's what I think in uh, three words or less. Uh, American Christians have been taught that those who are Jews are special. And they have a special contract promise with God. And I say that at the cross, Jesus said, it's finished. The door's open. Everybody can come in. No Jew, no Greek. Does that make me anti-Semitic? That's the way that I see it. Mm. Now, hang on a second. One more thing. Are significant things going to happen in Israel? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mark Trump. We're in the body of Christ, and that you can disagree or someone can disagree and say they're not. But there's only the body of Christ. There's not the arm, the leg, the foot. We're all in him. Our blood is driven by the head of the body, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. To claim that my blood is special. My blood's special. I'm not in the body flowing with everyone else. So where are you if you're not in the body? There is no Jew in the body. Sorry, there is no Catholic or other division in the body, Coach. Amen. It's his blood that we are supposed to be in. There it's his body. No, there is no Jew or Gentile or anything because I belong to Jesus. I'm not a label. I'm not going to worship my own blood <laughs> and, and say my blood's better than your blood, Coach. My blood's yep, better. Okay. I get this from God. That is just little G God stuff, Coach. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, uh, the Baptists get to go to heaven, but the Methodists don't. Would that be, would that be it? Well, they're not yes. in the same body because it's only Jesus. If you claim a label, you're part of a label. That's man's doctrine, which you started the show with. We followed a man's doctrine, and that's the synagogue of Satan. That's it, man. That's it. And it ain't got nothing to do with Jews. He was saying simply, are you going – look, don't miss this. Amen. Are you going to follow – the 
commands of men, or you're going to follow the word of God. That's that's what those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, they are trying to show you a different means of salvation. I can't make it any clearer than that. That's what's going on. Jews have that special promise toward salvation. Jesus came and said, no, they don't. I made an everlasting covenant with them, but there's no way to heaven other than going through me. Sorry, you reject me, you reject the gospel, there's no salvation for you. I don't care whether you're a, uh, I don't care if you're whatever you are. Go ahead, Joanne. Um, The word says that the circumcised in the heart are God's people. Amen. Amen. Hey, no difference, my opinion, no difference between a lost Hebrew and a lost Muslim. No, in my opinion, ain't no difference in them. Angie. Absolutely. Yeah, there is only one way to the Father, and that is to the Messiah. Um, I do think it's worthy of noting, and I think people need to do a really good study on this, is that God is not a man that he should change nor break his promises, nor abandon his covenants. So the Abrahamic, the Mosaic, God did not break those, nor did he abandon those covenants with his people, Israel. So it's really important to do a study on that. I'm not going to get into the logistics of it, but it's really important to understand that God is not breaking promises or his covenant, which is a contract with the people that he, for some reason, chose out of everything else are the people of the nations. But it is important to understand that that critical aspect of it. Um, through Messiah, we can all be grafted into that Amen. into that covenant into Israel, so it's really important to understand that, and that's what Romans that's eleven. The gospel, that's the gospel message. <laughs> that's it. anybody who can come. Anybody who can, you don't have to follow some religious teaching. Your Catholicism isn't going to get you into heaven. Your Baptistism isn't going to get you into heaven. Your Methodism, your dispensationalism, isn't going to get you into heaven. Ain't none of that. It's all teaching as commandments, the doctrines of men. Hey, I'm just telling you the truth, man. I got great peace. Believe what you want to believe. Roger, come on in. Roger Gates. Yeah, the Lord said that anybody comes in another way, he's a thief and a robber. John 10. Yep. Amen. That's right. Can't get in any other way, as far as I know. Mike McKee, come on in, Mike. Coach Archie Griffin. And Woody Hayes had two things in common. One thing in common. Their blood was all red. <laughs> they were Buckeyes. They were blood red-blooded. That's for sure. Uh, although Archie had a different skin color. I don't think I don't think Woody ever pointed that out. I think everybody else did. Michelle. Hey, thanks, Coach. Um, I have a comment and a question. Um, right. my, com- my comment is um, from... It's in Luke, but Luke is quoting Zechariah, and he's talking about the covenant, and it says, um, he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation comes from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy on our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him in all the days for all of our days. So I can under, I I'm with you that the covenant leads through the families to the whole world. I understand the blessing, but in the book of revelation, it gets very, very Jewish when you talk about the 144,000 people all from the 12 tribes, except the tribe of Dan, all from the tribes who have the seal of God put on their forehead to go out and preach the gospel. So that's sometimes, I mean, that's where dispensation comes in. Like you can't have, we don't have a veil over our eyes. So there's a different dispensation for us. We may not need to have this seal of God because there may be a different, we're not in those tribes. So Michelle, that, are the, are the, help me out here. Are the, are the Jews preaching the gospel? Not yet. <laughs> some of them. Some of them are. And the ones that get it. They're, they're not Jews. They're not Jews. They're not Jews. 
they they call themselves mature Jews. The 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 ones who believe in the Messiah call them call themselves mature Jews. Messianics. Yeah, that's right. I'm a Messianic Catholic. That's what I am. Then I'm a Messianic Catholic. Come on in, uh, Mark Mattingly. Okay, so the tearing of the veil represented the expansion of the covenant of the contract with Israel, the expansion to those who are truly saved. It wasn't tearing the veil so we could get into the Holy of Holies. It's the tearing of the veil to expand that. It wasn't just the priest going in once a year. It was anybody who accepts Jesus' salvation. Amen. The veil was rent. Anybody could go in. You guys still think I'm anti-Semitic? You guys still, you still, are you guys still stuck on that? Are you still stuck on that song? Anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic. That means I hate Arabs. I hate those Arabs, I guess. Play. There's many Bible, Bible scholars that believe that America is the promised land for the Jews and we're the new Israel. So you throw that in there, and it changes the whole picture. Yeah, oh, Clay, you're just trying, you're trying to get me in more trouble. Stop it. Stephen, come on in. Yeah, hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I just, I just want to say this. Okay, first of all, Jesus told the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Uh, she tried to get in a debate about where salvation was from and who was really of God, and he said that, salvation is of the jews and he said the time is coming when they they shall neither worship on this mountain nor yet at jerusalem the father seeks those who will worship him in spirit and in truth because all along god's design we see this in abraham and paul said this god preached before the gospel in abraham saying in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed abraham believed god and it was counted to him for righteousness now when Jesus said salvation is of the Jews, he wasn't saying the Jews are the only ones who is saved. He's saying that God would send his son through that channel of Abraham and then David, as it says in Matthew 1, and ultimately born into Bethlehem in that stable there. Okay, so it came through Israel. But here's the thing I want to say. You cited there in Revelation chapter 2. All right. And then you showed what they call the Israeli flag today. All right. And I get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to agree with my namesake in the Bible, Stephen, when he preached to the Sanhedrin. He spoke to them. He quoted from the Old Testament about their God of the the star of their God, Remphan. When you look at what Jesus said, we have a whole group of people that have been around for centuries called Talmudic Jews. These are people who do not believe the writings of Moses. Remember, Jesus said to the Jews in John chapter and uh, the book of John, if he says, if you believed Moses, you would believe my words. Okay, because he yeah. spake of me beforehand. So what I'm saying is that when you look at that Israeli flag, that symbol, that is not the star of David. That is a hexagram. That is a satanic occultic symbol that the Jews got when they were in captivity in Babylon, which was the satanic capital of the world at the time. You never see Daniel or the three Hebrew children bowing down to that image that Nebuchadnezzar set up. Okay. And what I'm saying is this. There's this whole theology today called replacement theology. They want to say that God replaced Israel with the church. That is not true. God is not uh, dealing with the Jews in the same way he's been dealing with the church. Okay, but that doesn't mean that he's forsaken Israel. He is still going to bring them back to himself. But ultimately, No one who is not saved by Jesus Christ will be in the kingdom of God. I don't care if you're Jew or Gentile. And Paul said that whether they're Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female, all are one in Christ. So what I'm saying is that we need to get away from this mentality because they're of the lineage of Abraham. And also remember, Jesus, Jesus, I'm of the lineage of Jesus. Right. Silver quickly. Coach. Go ahead, Silver. All right, Coach. The new heaven, when it comes down, has 12 gates. 
Okay, one for each of the sons of Israel. All right, we need to take the time. Although there were thirteen tribes, don't forget Levi. All right, but don't forget we need to learn the Old Testament. We need to understand it to get a full lineage, to get a full understanding of the blessing that Christ has given us. Okay, by giving up His own life and what it went. So the truth of the matter is. Can I, can I tell you the truth, folks? For the most part, we all believe what somebody else told us. Uh, we believe what somebody else told us. What Joe's saying, research it yourself. You want to know the truth? You want to let some name-calling chase you off the path of truth? I love all God's people. I love all people as much as I can. I couldn't care less. Somebody's a Jew, Jew or an Arab. Every one of them has the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and become a member of the family of God. And the idea of Jew and Greek and Arab and Muslim is nothing more than the attempt of the enemy to divide and conquer God's people. That's all that's going on. See you tomorrow. Amen.